there are a few recurring themes that come up again and again in Rabbi Nachman's writings and Kutim Aran um, and his thoughts as uh, quoted elsewhere. One of them is Bitol uh, Yesh, which is uh, negating the ego, submitting oneself, surrendering completely to the Rebbe Shalom, the topic we already talked about in the first Torah. The other is Amun Apshuta, a simple faith without any kind of uh, theological, um, philosophical you know, concoctions and investigations. Amun Apshuta, serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu B'Simcha, if there was a B'Simcha recurring theme. One of them also is, maybe even more than the others, but as we'll see as we go along, is his kashos to tzaddikim. It's attaching oneself to tzaddikim. To be sure, this is not an innovation of Rabbi Nachman. It was not an invention of chsidim. This goes all the way back to Chazal, interpreting the Pasuk that appears a few times in Sefer Dvarim, a mitzvah of dveikos, to be dabek to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, l'dav kaboy. Ask the Gemara, how can we attach ourselves to a Kaddish Baruch Hu? Hashem is an eish oichla. He's an all-consuming fire. Um, we can possibly comprehend the Rebbe Shalom. How can we come close to him? How can we cling to him? How can we you know, attach ourselves to him? So the Gemara says, attach yourself to Talmidei Chachamim. Do business with the Talmud Chacham. Marry your daughter to a Talmud Chacham by doing business with the Talmud Chacham. Attaching yourself to a Talmud Chacham. Hiskashrus, Litzadikim. A person can somehow develop, has an easier time developing a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. However, Chazal even take this you know, and expand the concept. It's not always a means to kind of a stand-in for the Rebbeinu Shalalim, to you know, attach myself to someone who knows HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If I don't know the Rebbeinu Shalalim, but the Tamachachim, the Tzadik does, I attach myself to him, that in turn helps me attach myself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's more than that. It's more than that. The Gemara says in Chagiga, it's Gemara in Tainus 2, comments in the Pesach can say from Mishlei, Tzadik Yesoid Olam. Tzadik is the foundation of the world. Says the Gemara, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mashpia. He brings down Toiv Chesed to the world in the Tzchus of the Tzadikim. And therefore, the Gemara talks about different Tanoim who were the ones who, and there's a chus, a Kaddish Baruch who was Mepharnes the world. What that really means, therefore, this is the Chesidim, to, you know, develop this further, the Kaddish Maga quotes the name of the Baal Shem Tiv, that uh, when a person attaches himself to a Tzadik, he's more positioned well to receive the Shefa from a Kaddish Baruch And in that sense, it's Tzadikim are like a Tzinor. They're like a conduit, a concept we're familiar with. And uh, through the Tzadikim, I can somehow receive the Shefa of the Rebani Shalom. That's uh, the Brach of a Kaddish Baruch who comes through comes through the Tzadik. The Ariya Kodesh, the Mekubalim, that's in Chazal already. The Ariya Kodesh, Mekubalim, based on the Medrash, it's true, um, again, expanded the concept um, and the, the, you know, the implications further. The Medrash tells us, and expanded upon, but as they are, that uh, the Neshama of Adam Arish and Adam Kadmoin was very large and encompassed, really, all of the Neshamas that would ever come into Klal Yisrael throughout our history. That's why the Gemara Masechus Yavamas refers to that region in Shamayim, the um, repository of Neshamas as a guf. It's an area in Shemaim called the guf. Mashiach will come when we have exhausted all the Neshamas that are in the guf. It is ironic, it's my own ha'ara, that the place where Neshamas are stored is called the guf. You would think it would be called the Neshama. But the reason it's called the guf is because every Neshama that comes into this world is somehow part of the guf of Adam Kadman, of that original Adam Arishan. The Tanya quotes this in Perak Bays. Tanya explains based on the Ariya Kodesh, that um, everybody comes from somewhere different in the body of Adam Kadmoin, of this Adam Arishan, and that large neshama through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu started the world. That's why everybody has different tasks. Just like each part of the body is a different task, the fingers are different than the toes, the liver is different than the kidney, the head is different than the heart, everything in the body is different, um, so too everybody is a different job, everybody has a different mission, because we come from a different part of this big neshama called Adam Kadmoin. That's why the Tanya explains, Parak Beis, that the tzaddikim come from the rosh. That's why they're able to see things that some people who come from the fingers, 
those who are the Pchusei Ha'am, those who are less connected with Torah and Mitzvahs, and they have a job too, the fingers are quite important, but they have a job too, but they're less connected to, you know, to the head, it's harder for them to see, and they certainly get their life source from the head. The head is what supplies them with their life force. They couldn't be alive without the connection and the instruction of the, of the head. That's why there are some to, uh, people who come from the Akev. That's what the Apterov writes in the Oye of Yisrael, that in the last few years before the coming of Mashiach, we refer to it as the Ikvis of the Mashiach. So why? Because you could hear the footsteps of Mashiach coming, but he takes it in a Kabbalistic way because we're at the bottom of the barrel. The Nishamas that we have coming into the world now, ourselves included, are the bottom of the barrel. We're at the bottom. We're at the Akev. He also continues that the Akev is uh, thick skin. It's callous. It's hard to feel. That's why it's hard for us to feel anything. Unless we throw Chinese food at it and the guitar, we don't feel anything. We're numb. The answer is because we're at the Akev. We're callous. That's what's going to happen. The Ikvis of the Mashiach. People are going to be callous. It's going to be hard to break through. No one had any problem crying on Tisha B'av until 50 years ago. What? Yeah, yeah. We can try. We do our best. Lamaisa, though, Lamaisa, that's the generation we're coming from. But either way, it therefore, it took the concept further that in order to get instruction, in order to get life source, we have to be connected to the tzaddikim. The tzaddikim of the head, the heart of Kuala Yisrael, in order for us to, the people on the fringes, on the extremities, in order for us to get a life source, we have to be connected with them. So his kashu tzaddikim is certainly a very important, important concept. But certainly as it relates to tefillah, also it has an application. And again, this is not Rabbi Nachman's innovation. Uh, the stipo writes about in the Kranya de Igrisa that it's an Indian to be miskasha to tzaddikim, particularly at the time of tefillah. A person should focus on being miskasha to tzaddikim. There are those that said that that's what the Nefshachayim and Shar Gimel, Peraktes, was railing against. Nefshachayim talks about the early idolaters didn't really think that the sun created the world or the moon created the world. They knew that there was some greater deity, a being. However, they thought that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, this original you know, one who ruled over it, created the world and left. And he left it in charge of these celestial beings. And that's why they worshipped them. The statue also. Yeah, Kaddish Baruch Hu left them. And they, you know, everyone has their fiefdom. This statue is in charge of this. This statue is in charge of that. We know that from Greek mythology. And it's a very desire to worship them. Even though you don't think that they're as great as Rebani Shalom. So too says in Efshar Chaim, Shar Gimel, Perik Tess. Anybody who worships even at Tzadik because of his Ruach HaKadosh Shaboy is over an Avodah Zara. However, that's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about his kashrus tzaddikim. What he's saying, of course, is true. It doesn't mean my eskama. But he's not talking about his kashrus tzaddikim. His kashrus tzaddikim doesn't mean I'm bowing down to the tzaddik. That's not what I intend to do when I go to the cave or anything like that. What I'm attempting to do is partner with the tzaddik, to pair in a Bluetooth term, to kind of pair with the tzaddik, to synchronize my tefillah together with the tzaddik. Just like a person comes, he davens betzibor. Why do I daven betzibor? I have a better chance of breaking through the shari shamayim with a group. I might be worthy, but someone else in the group is worthy. If I latch on to the tzaddik, I can barge my way through, you know, gangbusters through the Shari Shamayim in order to break my way in. So in that sense, we all want to kind of use the tzaddikim as the antenna for our tefillahs to piggyback on their tefillahs, because if they get through, then we should be able to get through as well. So therefore, Rabbi Nachman, this is not quoted here in the Kutum Aran, Torah Beis, which is what we're studying, in the Sikhus Haran, which is other sayings from Rabbi Nassim, because the name of Rabbi Nachman, so he says, and this is on every Bressler pamphlet, is that before davening, a person should say, Hareini Mekasha Atzmi Bitfilasi Tzadikim Amitim. That's intense. But a person before he davens says, I have intention to partner with the Tzadikim, to pair myself synchronized with the Tzadikim, because now I feel more holy, I feel more, you know, more, more, more empowered if I'm davening together with the Tzadikim. So at the end of Torah Beis, Rabbi Nachman was talking to us about two attitudes a person can have in Tfilah. One attitude is, that he could try and find the balance, the difficult balance, the double-edged sword between Shevach and Bakasha, between praising Hashem, 
uh, for the things that he's given me and asking for things. And that's a difficult balance because if you emphasize one too much, you run the risk of, 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 of devaluing or, or, or de-emphasizing tefillah or, or, or certainly losing some steam and some energy in terms of your tefillah. Because if Hashem is perfect and he gave me everything that I need, why am I davening? And if I'm only here as a transactional relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, Hashem is a vending machine and I want to get stuff out of it, so then, out of our relationship, so then, if I press the button and nothing's coming, I'm going to lose faith in davening. I asked for this already. I pressed that button for the, you know, the Pepsi. Well, why is it not coming? So again, you could run the risk of losing, you know, your enthusiasm for tefillah. So, it's a balance, and it's difficult to find that balance. So, we're not going to encourage us to approach tefillah with an attitude of mishpat. Mishpat means I approach tefillah with the attitude, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you have given me everything that I need for my mission. What then is the Bakasha of tefillah? The Bakasha of tefillah is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, help me find my mission. Help me figure out what it is that you want from me, so I can utilize that which you gave me in the proper way. So in that sense, it's building a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help me figure out what I need, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's particular to me. So it's in that context, right after that, Rabbi Nachman says, and it's critical in that endeavor that you're miskasha with tzaddikim. Miskasha with tzaddikim is a, is a global, universal idea. But specifically here, Rabbi Nachman feels that it's important. I believe the reason for that is the following. The Tanya has a aside, it's in Parakman base of the Tanya, but it goes back earlier. It's a Kodesh, that every tzaddik and every generation is somehow connected to Moshe Rabbeinu. As Gemara says in Saita, Moshe Rabbeinu, even though the Torah talks about him dying, we don't know where his burial place is because Meish Rabbeinu did die, but his neshama was scattered throughout all of the tzaddikim in every generation. The Tanya actually says every Jew has a little bit of a connection with Meish Rabbeinu, but tzaddikim have even more. They have part of the nitzoyts of the neshama of Meish Rabbeinu. It's for that reason that the Gemara says when the Tana or an Amara says something that all their colleagues agreed with, they would say to him, even though his name is not Moshe, they would say, Moshe Shepek Marta. So someone says good in base Medrash, they would say, Moshe Shepek Marta. Why are we calling him Moshe? His name's not Moshe. So Rashi says, it means, just like Moshe Rabbeinu was right all the time, you're right. But the Mekubalim explained, no, it's because that's the Nitzah to Moshe Rabbeinu coming out. If you said something that's Mechuvan, that's the Nitzah to Moshe Rabbeinu that's coming out in every, in every Tzadik. And that can inhabit a person's body together with his regular neshama. The Ariya Kodesh has the beginning of Shah Gugum, he has a number of Hakdamas. One of the Hakdamas is, everybody has their own neshama, um, which could be a Gilgal from previous neshamas, that's the Seid Ha'ibor, the secret of birth, is which neshamas go to with bodies and things like that, fine. But uh, the Ariya Kodesh explains you could be, there could be another neshama which is superimposed on that. There could be more than one neshama inside of the same guf. And you could have the neshama of a tzaddik together with you. So in every neshama of a tzaddik, there's their unique neshama, unique mission, unique calling, whatever it is. And then there's a little bit, a little bit of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the Moshe Shapir Kamarta. So I believe what Rabbi Nachman here is teaching us is, if a person wants to be able to understand their mission, and that's why the Davin told Kodesh Baruch Hu gave me everything I need to accomplish my mission, blending Shevach and Bakasha together in the perfect balance. But what is my answer for Kodesh Baruch Hu? Kodesh Baruch Hu, help me understand my mission. What is it that you want from me? In order to do that, I have to be Miskasha to a tzaddik. Why? Because, just like Moshe Rabbeinu, what did Moshe Rabbeinu do with the Mishkan? All, he gathered all the donations of Kal Yisrael, and he was the one who put together the Mishkan. Kal tried for days to put together the Mishkan. They had all the parts there, like you have all the Legos in the set, but they weren't able to, they weren't able to put it together. They brought it all to Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu was able to put it all together. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to see the big picture. A tzaddik is able to be able to see the big picture and what is wanted from every Jew. 
So a person tries on their own to figure out, what is it that you want from me? What is my mission? It's going to be very hard. It's going to be very hard for you to figure out what is your mission if you're living on an island. How am I supposed to figure that out? If you're miskasha to a tzaddik, just like Meshra, which is a nitzah to Meshra Benu, just like Meshra Benu took together all the pieces of the Mishkan and he was able to erect to put together the big picture because he had the blueprint, he had you know, the vision of what it was supposed to look like. So to a person is miskasha to a tzaddik, the tzaddik has the big picture of what Kajbach wants from Kuala Yisrael. In terms of the timeline of the Jewish people, the narrative, our larger national mission, so then if I'm as kasha to a tzaddik, I have an easier time figuring out what it is that the Rebbe wants from me. So that's why, as part of that, you know, that, 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 that aspiration to figuring out what is our mission, which is the goal of tefillah, because Rahu gave me everything I need, but just help me figure out how I'm supposed to utilize it, if you're as kasha with a tzaddik, the process becomes that much easier. Uh, uh,